So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to DD Talks. And we must say we are nervous, excited, honoured, I think, to be around this wonderful creative that is Matt Lucas. That's very kind of you. I'm similarly honoured and humbled and grateful <laughs> and all those things. Yeah, no, we, uh, we appreciate you coming. I know you're a very My busy uh, individual. But we are going to start with, it is a few days removed mm-hmm. from a wonderful weekend for yourself. Not for me. We know you're an Arsenal fan. Big Gooner, yeah, yeah. Mark doesn't like Arsenal because of the Blues-Arsenal rivalry when we beat you. In no, that. it's not just that. Oh, is it not? No, I just dislike what, Arsenal. Oh. You just don't like them? Nah. What, do they, what have they done I, for I, you? I, no, I just think... Didn't they send you down? <laughs> well, Tottenham sent us down, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we've got so, that one up on you. Uh, uh, it's just, I, f- I feel like... When Arsenal had their unbeaten season and, you know, they were winning everything, yeah, I think a lot of people changed. The fan uh, base you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fan base and people who were genuine fans of other teams. Okay. I think they switched allegiance to Arsenal. And there's a few from our area. That yeah, they definitely And did. they were the ones that wound me up the most. So I think I just created my own sense of well, I'm hatred. From, I'm, or I get a it. Dislike I'm from, from North them. London. Northwest London, but yeah. North London, and have supported Arsenal since I can remember mm-hmm. when they weren't particularly successful. Yeah, before George Graham was mm-hmm. there. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm a genuine fan. It's quite, it's quite odd sometimes because I'm on TV. Sometimes I'm at a football match and a supporter will go, oh "My God, what are you doing here?" <laughs> like that, like assuming that because I'm well known. Yeah. That yeah. I can't possibly be anything other than a kind of yeah celebrity TV. football fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you say, you're going to do, but you can't actually be there. But you do genuinely love football, don't no, you? No, I love it. I love it. And and um, I'm yeah. Now I co-host Fantasy Football League. Yeah. You know, and and uh, so people say, oh, the fact that you've got to watch football every match and mm-hmm. has that ruined it for you? But n- not yet. And that might yeah, be partly yeah. because Arsenal are. Doing top of the league, and and you maybe to get that if, one in, didn't you? Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe if Spurs were top of the league, I might absolutely hate football because I'm bloody Tottenham. But that it isn't that way around. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I love football. I absolutely. Do you still love it, or do you? Yeah, genuinely you still love it. Yeah. God, um, there's so many uh, uh, professionals mm-hmm. I meet that just can't say that. Yeah, I think um, coming into the game late helped. I had a life before football. Um, having that little stint away where I missed it made me realise and um, yeah just have the buzz you know um, some people don't like the training I live for the training really I get up every day excited everything hurts by the way like my knees everything hurts but the the thrill of going to take somebody I go to challenge myself daily is what I, I love might be the same with you with auditions or even I uh, hate re- auditions I absolutely hate them yeah I hate them because I don't do them very well Okay. Was so, that for nerves or just? I think it's nerves. I think I um, just uh, I really appreciate direction. Okay. You know, and and you don't often get direction when you're doing an audition. Yeah. In the way that you would when you've got the role. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really appreciate working with other actors mm-hmm. and all of that. And when you're doing an audition, you're sort of preparing in isolation. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, and you don't know the character yet. And yeah, yeah. So it's 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 sort of doing a job before not only not only before you've got it, but before you're prepared for it. So it's, yeah, love freestyling. Yeah, it's hard, and I and I um I don't I don't think I audition very well. 
Okay. Yeah. You've surprised me there by saying that you have to audition. Well, I, I'd think a man of your caliber wouldn't need. Yeah, to but you wouldn't know. So I do and I don't. So um, for uh, Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. uh, for Bridesmaids, for Doctor Who, uh, Paddington, I didn't have to audition. Um, That's a big day as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> just dropped everything. Yeah. I just did, a, I just did a, a, a movie called Wonka, which is yeah. going to be the big Christmas movie this year, and I didn't have to audition for that. Oh wow! But sometimes I was just asked to audition for something. Oh know, wow! For yeah. Disney Plus, which I didn't. I just my schedule. I'm just too busy yeah, to too do. Busy, yeah. So I so I didn't audition because I, I wouldn't be available for the job. But mm-hmm. um, it, it sort of depends. It's it's quite weird. Um, the, uh, one of the things about this job is there's no real consistency yeah so sometimes you do a really high profile job and you think oh there's going to be this trajectory and you're going to go up and up yeah. and up and yeah. up and it just doesn't happen mm-hmm. you 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 um i saw that i remember seeing that movie aladdin mm-hmm. um uh with will smith yeah. and the guy playing aladdin i don't think i've seen him in anything else and he was really good yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. in the movie he was great you know the movie was fun the, the the idea that you sort of get a job and then and it's just going to lead to the mm-hmm. next job and the next yeah. job and you're just going to get bigger and bigger and more successful and richer yeah. doesn't really it, it isn't true in acting mm-hmm. it's a big myth yeah. um, it, it happens for some people but mm-hmm. for others they have huge high profile jobs and then they just go so the fact that I didn't have to audition for some big movies mm-hmm. I still get asked to audition for other movies it's not there's no consistency how do you deal with that mentally going up and down like thinking Right, this is going to put me on a platform where I can aspire to be this, that, and the other. Yeah. And it doesn't happen. Do you have ups and downs in? Well, I think I'm personally at a stage in life and in my career where I, I'm not totally convinced that any one role is going to make a huge difference now to my yeah. life. I think that yeah. the job that made a huge difference for me was Little Britain. Mm-hmm. And and any you know, and I've done other things. I did you know 15 episodes of Doctor Who as a mm-hmm. companion. So some people will see me and go, oh, my God, you're in Doctor Who because yeah, they're big Whovians. Yeah, Is that what they're called? Who yeah, is? but other people would have no idea I was in Doctor Who. It's just not on their radar. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, so other people were like, oh, God, wow, you hosted the Bake Off and they want to talk about that. Yeah. Other people uh, would never watch it. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, it means nothing to them. And so, um, uh, yeah, so so there's no there's no... There's no one job I really, really, really crave mm-hmm. yeah. um, that anyone else can give me. So that's yeah. how I cope with it. Because there's one thing I really, really, really wanted to do, and I'm doing it right now, which is writing a musical. Yeah. Right? So I've written a short novel, and I'm adapting it into a musical. And that's the only thing I've ever really, really dreamed of doing. That mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, my God, wouldn't it be amazing? And And... That's not anything anyone can give me. That's something I just decide to do myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I do have, what I'm lucky enough to have, is um, to be able to afford to to to, to not audition for that yeah. Disney Plus show <laughs> yeah. and to say, no, I'm taking the time, or to not do any more bake-off because I'm not doing any more bake-off, yeah. is to take the time and go, no, I actually need some time for myself to write my bucket list project. And mm-hmm. This is what it is, and this is what I'm going to do. Is there more pressure with you doing a, a book at this point? Because now it's something you want. I'm sure, having met you not too long ago, that you are a perfectionist. You want this to look grand, to be to be how you want it to be. Is yeah. there more pressure with that than, say, a little Britain? 
in terms of what you want that to be because it's your your baby essentially. Well, yeah, it's a bit different because Little Britain obviously was something that was done in collaboration yeah. with, with David. The book I'm writing on my own, mm-hmm. the songs I'm writing on my own. Um, so it's a different kind of pressure. But what I what because I was lucky enough to have Little Britain mm. and some other things that were big like Shooting Stars and that's, just that's, other shows. That's that my big. favorite show. Oh, thank you. The the I don't pressure myself that anything has to be big. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think oh this has to be the, the yeah. most watched show on TV. I, I'm not interested in it. It, 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 that was never what we aimed to do with Little Britain anyway, mm-hmm. but it's it, what happened. It became the biggest show. Yeah. But because I've had that, that itch has been scratched. I just don't, it's just, I just don't have it anymore. That I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, in a nice way, I don't yeah. care how many people watch. Yeah, yeah. As long as, as long as I can keep doing it, if, if I like doing it. Yeah. That's all I, that's, that's remarkable because if you see it with musicians, see it with footballers, they're, they're chasing the next, yeah. Chart there. They want that high again. But I get, I chase the highs, but yeah. the highs that I chase and the highs that I get are highs through being creative, yeah. not through being commercial. Oh, doesn't okay. mean doesn't mean I don't want commercial success, but it isn't the thing that keeps me awake at night. I basically, driver. I reconfigured my life. I, I, I live in a small two-bedroom house. It's nice, in a nice area. Mm-hmm. But because I do that, instead of having the big house, which I used to have, because I live in that... Because I because I've downsized, mm-hmm. I now through you know I'm fortunate enough to be able to just do only what I want to do professionally, and that is that is the biggest gift I can mm-hmm. give to myself. No, definitely. What what was what was the decider in downsizing and going um, back to to strip it all back? Because let me say, I've got a question on here which you're kind of going to come into this. Was was money a big motivator as a, as an early? early aspiring actor, creative. Yeah, but I never, to be honest with you, I I was never like, oh, I want to do that and I want to be rich. Mm -hmm. It was more to do with um, just security. Because when you want to be an actor, and I'm sure you had this to some extent when you said that you wanted to be a footballer, Mm -hmm. is you're constantly reminded that the, yeah, the rewards can be really big at the very top yes. if you're very lucky and very successful mm-hmm. but that if you're not it's quite possible you could make hardly anything from it yes and the vast majority of professional footballers mm-hmm. earn very little yeah right yeah. and the vast majority of actors i mean there was some um statistic i was always told you know 80 percent of actors are out of work at any one time i think it's actually a good deal more than 80 percent oh, wow. then i think it, it it's it has to be higher than that mm-hmm. and so in my mind was, oh, I want to act, I want to do creative things, but I'm probably not going to be employed for most of the time as an mm-hmm. actor. That's that. Yeah. Growing up, you know, that was what I assumed. So the ambition was never to be rich. The ambition was just to be able to earn enough that I could afford to do it. Yeah. I could afford to be that. Yeah. You know, and that's where I've been really lucky. Yeah. Going back to Little Britain. Do you feel like it was hard to come away from the characters because you made it such an amazing show? Uh, well, when we we did Little Britain, and then after that we did a show called Come Fly With Me, and I yeah. remember we had a character in Little Britain that David did called that when computer says no. Yeah, it was great. It was it's really pure and um, there's so many catchphrases off that mm-hmm. show. Loads of catchphrases, mm-hmm. actually, but that one. And when we decided to do a show in an, in, in an airport. We talked about um, 
having that character in Come Fly With Me that, you know, when you go to the desk to try and, you know, yeah. uh, check in for your flight, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's always the one there going, oh, no, like that. And and her style of comedy is actually a little bit broader mm-hmm. and more sketch-like than, than, than the tone of Come Fly With Me. But David said, no, 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 we we really should just do all new characters. And I was a bit like, oh. Yeah. And, then, and then, of course, he was 100% right. Yeah. And David and me are meeting tomorrow to begin working on a new idea for a new show. Oh, wow. And again, I had said, oh, why don't we put those characters from Come Fly With Me in it? And he's, David said again, he says, why don't we just do new characters? And, of course, he's absolutely right. Yeah. You know. So are you two perfectly like yin and yang? Or is there yeah, a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. Completing each other in yeah. that way, uh, yeah. uh, uh, creatively. Yes. Yeah. So, again, but Little Britain is like one of those shows. It's not one of those shows. It's synonymous. And I've, I've got a question here, but I do... My mum loved Shooting Stars. Oh, yeah. So that was my first introduction to yourself. Did you ever watch Shooting Stars? I'm sure I vaguely remember it. I, 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 need, I need you to just... It was a panel show yeah, hosted yeah. by Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer. Yeah, yeah. And with different celebrities on, it was like it was like Celebrity Juice, but before Celebrity yeah, yeah, Juice, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And it was very weird questions and weird challenges. Yeah. And then at the end of every round, they would say, "What are the scores, George?" Oh, George scores. Yeah, yeah. And I was that, dressed yeah. as a yeah, yeah. baby, behind a drum kit. <laughs> I was twenty-one. You know, I was still at university, and and it was an amazing opportunity. So. I'm just going to ask, just because my mum has asked, yeah, can you give us a What's the score? Let's just give us one. What is that? Well, I need a drum kit, don't I? <laughs> um, oh, man, what did I say? I'm trying to remember. I, I, the thing is, I'd improvise and I'd just yeah. say random but it, it things. But it looked like, like that. Troy Daly, sort your fucking self out! <laughs> I don't know why it's saying that. <laughs> you ain't got no cojones! <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what I'd say. I'd say something weird like that. I just and I'd never know what I was going to yeah. say, and they just come to me, and then it came out my mouth. But it, say. is that how it was? See that you got the whole room giggling yeah. and laughing. That's when you're watching the show. It was like there was clearly a script and a, and a construct to follow, but it was like just go and express yourself, mm-hmm. and that that is what I feel is you've done throughout all of your career. And we are going to touch on that, obviously, but. I just feel like you, you've got this structure, you've got this construct, but where did that natural desire to make people laugh? Or when did you first know you was funny? Well, I was um, six years old and all my hair fell out. And so kids, you know, would like bully me, laugh yeah. at me, point at me, stare at me all the time. And I just remember thinking, well, if everyone's just going to look at me, I want to give them, I don't, I just, I don't want that. I don't want anyone's pity. Yeah. And I don't want anyone's sort of, I don't want to be the brunt of anyone's joke. I just, I don't want any of this. But whatever I want, I'm getting loads of attention. Mm. And people used to say things to me all the time and take the mick and all that. And it wasn't much fun. So developing a thick skin and developing Mm. uh, a skill of deflecting and being Mm. able to battle with somebody yeah. you know verbally yeah non-physical was yeah. a was a kind of survival really mm-hmm. so is that where you got your humor from so I think kind of just laughing off comments yeah i so. think part of that also i think um you know growing up gay and having that kind of secret and being afraid to tell people mm-hmm. and having that 
also I think was another thing as well of, of developing like this defense mechanism yeah, yeah. to be yeah to be able to um yeah defend yourself uh, sorry I'm not being very articulate but to be yeah. able to to also to find the funny side in life yeah when maybe your life isn't that much fun yeah uh, to be able to 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 think of a good joke you know when you when you talk about you know being gay and obviously having alopecia as well Shh, I don't know <laughs> I didn't know What's yeah. that? I didn't know you was gay. Yeah. Thurs- I do it on Thursdays. Just Thursdays, yeah. <laughs> Cross-dressing or just straight gay? No, it's straight gay. Yeah. It's Wednesday today. You're fine. <laughs> I genuinely did. No, that's not even... But, um, because, again... Have you ever tried it? No. I it's, it's quite nice. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah, I don't mind it. I'll try it on a Monday. Do it on a Monday, yeah. 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 Have you ever been tempted? No, it's just not your bag, is it? I I know it's a weird, it's a weird thing, that isn't it? Sometimes there's this thing where I've got some gay friends, and they just sort of every time they meet a straight bloke, they're like, "Yeah, I bet he is," and I'm just like, "No, no, no." no, The reason why, because in the it's in the presentation of probably Little Britain, how was it? I always thought David was gay, well, and I thought you wasn't, and obviously as in research, I realised that David's the one that's been married to a lady, yeah, and has a son, yeah. Um, yeah, well, there you go. You know, life's full of surprises, isn't it? But yeah, uh, yeah. is it? Is it's getting easier now in football? I think for mm-hmm. gay yeah. footballers, they say. Definitely. I think in life in general. Yeah, there's there's um, a lad in uh, Blackpool who's yeah, he's come out. out Jay yeah. Daniels, yeah. which is yeah. amazing. And I, again, I think it's I think it's just the way we've moved we've moved forward in As life society. society. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I, do, I do believe football is a reflection of society. Yeah, see, I when really I, I think you're right. When I when I was a kid, you know, when I was like 12, 13, 14... Any time it was mentioned on the news about someone being gay, it was in relation to kind of to having AIDS yeah, yeah. or HIV. Mm-hmm. And so growing up, I was really afraid of, mm-hmm. of what my future would be. You know, would I be lonely? Would I get ill? All those kind mm-hmm. of things. And, and, and would I be shunned by friends or family? All those kind of things. And actually, it's another, those fears also, I don't know, I, I developed, again, a comedic sense mm-hmm. You know, because it was that, or just otherwise, I would have just have been so depressed, I wouldn't have mm-hmm. done anything. So, so in a way, the the you know adversity is what made me become a comedian. Mm-hmm. Losing my hair, struggling with my sexuality, I had other things. Um, you know, my parents getting divorced, my dad went to prison. Just things yeah. that like you could sort of do without. Yeah, yeah, as a yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. But all of these things, I think, helped me develop. Um, I don't know, a sense of being creative. Mm-hmm. I never I didn't have anything easy. I think that was yeah. the thing. You know, if I'd if I'd um if I'd been good at football, mm-hmm. if I'd been better looking, if I'd been straight, if I'd been taller and muscular, maybe I wouldn't have developed these uh creative mm-hmm. ways of communication. Yeah. Because I always felt that I had to give more. Mm-hmm. Or I felt that I had to deflect. So another thing is, you know, if you're gay and you don't want people to know, then if you can be funny and creative, then no one you're just making people laugh. They're not going to ask you. They're not yeah, going to look into your life. Go, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? Because you're just too busy making you laugh. And then yeah. when they think of you, they just think, oh yeah, he's funny. He made us laugh. Yeah. Not so you're distracting them. Yeah. In a way. You know. No, I think I think that's massive. I think as well for. For like in my family, certainly, I, I don't have anyone who's gay in my family. As that, of yet, or hasn't that, come out. That, yeah, that, that I know of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it's always it's very interesting to hear the the struggles, I suppose, because I think everyone struggles with something. And yeah. you're saying, you know, 
was there a creative space that was created in terms of you trying to make yourself happy as well? Yeah, while I think so. Yeah, from yeah because, else? because being an actor, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, you know, if, if I was in the school play and I was acting, then for that period, I wasn't, I didn't have to be me. Mm-hmm. I could be someone else. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. more interesting than me. Yeah. Funnier than me. Yeah, just a new representation. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Right? And so, and so, to me, it was very attractive. I'm sure you felt on the football field that you didn't have to be the same you that was in the classroom or, or was at home and yeah. you have spoken about yeah. some elements of your home life. Yeah. Look, Whereas on the field, you, you, you know where you stand. You yeah. know that if you're there and you're scoring, you're doing your job and no one can say anything against you, right? And yeah, and, and you've been there for a lot of my feet, so maybe you, you know, can talk, Charlie, I'm tired of talking. I'm, I, uh, I, I, just want, <laughs> I just wanted to uh, go back. You know, you said you was... You was scared of being shunned from friends and family as coming out as gay. How was that process for you and what what was the eventualities when you come out? Yeah, so I started to tell my friends uh, when I was about 19. I think I was 19. And I was like, I think I might be gay or I might be bi. I'm not sure. I'm, I like guys i think i like girls as well i'm kind of figuring it all out yeah, so yeah. it's kind of sort of telling people that that i'm on this journey and figuring it all out and everyone was totally cool yeah um i didn't tell my family till a little bit later um that's think, what time period that was sorry to do it yeah so i that? started telling my friends when i was 19 so in about 1993 yeah and I told my family when I was, my father had already died, my grandmother had died, but I told my brother and my mother in 1999 when I was 25 years old. Oh. Now, nowadays, to come out at 25 is quite late. Yeah. But back then, the 90s was a very different place. Yeah, yeah. You know, like for LGBT, yeah. it was very different. And so, um, yeah, that's what I did. And I, and I, and I, um, yeah, because I wanted to start dating. I wanted to do those things. Yeah. And I thought, until I'm out to my family, I can't really do that. Because in those days, if you were famous and you were seen in a gay club, it would be in the papers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I was on telly. So I, I genuinely thought, I don't know. It's not like now where you can get apps on your phone and talk to other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like that. We didn't have mm-hmm. any of that. So you literally would have to go in person. Mm-hmm. Or you go to the bushes and have some heat I don't want to do that I don't want to do that because no. everything shrinks when you're cold I was like I ain't doing that so I've never done that no. I was like no I'm going to have to go to a nightclub and meet someone and yeah. if I'm going to do that I'm going to have to tell my family about it yeah um, you know was that was that um, in that time frame was that like career ending potentially as well no I don't think seven. it would end your career if you said you were gay in the 90s. No, I mean, if you, if you got caught without telling anyone and it was in the paper, uh, would it be as, as big a scandal as certain scandals that are going on today? I think you'd have to ask that question to people who went through it. I think, yeah. there were, I think, I think what happened um, is that the press didn't have any issue with outing people at mm-hmm. all. No. Now, they might out you if you were a hypocritical politician who was arguing against gay rights, voting against gay rights, but secretly having gay affairs. Yeah. Then, then the story is not that you're gay, but that you're a hypocrite. Yeah. And that you don't follow your own rules. Yes. That is a news story, and you can't argue against that. But somebody just being gay, I don't think is a story now. But back mm. then, it was a story. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, it was it was it was it was not good. I mean, there's a famous uh, th- there's a guy called Michael Cashman, Lord Cashman, mm. now um, who was in EastEnders, and he pl- he was gay, and he played a gay character in the mid '80s, which was very rare. And he told a story about getting a knock on his door, and there were kids, little kids who were about ten or twelve, mm-hmm. and they said, "Excuse me, can you um, uh, you can give us some money, could you?" And he's like, "What?" I'm not giving you any money. And then they kept knocking on his door. Would you give us a tenner? He goes, no, I'm not giving you a, a tenner. Why do you keep knocking and asking for a tenner? And he pointed and he said, you see in the bushes there, there's a photographer. And he said, if I can get, he can get a photo of you giving me a tenner, he'll give me 20. Oh, basically wow. what they wanted was a photo Stitch of yeah. this gay actor giving children, giving boys yeah. money to sort of suggest, why is he giving yeah. young yeah. boys money? And what they used to do back then is make a real link between being gay and liking children. Yeah. And they used to, they, the two were like linked like that in the media. Mm-hmm. And now people realise that's two different things. Yeah. And one is a crime and is terrible. And the other, being gay is just quite, it's kind of normal. Yeah. It's, it's kind of boring. And actually, if you meet <laughs> young people today, they don't even say that they're gay or straight or bi or anything. Yeah. They're, not, they're not interested yeah, yeah, it's not in deep. defining themselves by their sexuality yeah. or, as we're learning, they're not interested in defining themselves by their gender. Yeah. And they just say, oh, I am just am what I am. I'm not yeah. interested. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think that's the way it's going for a lot of people. They just yeah. don't care. But back in the 80s, you know, um, there were laws against, you know, Margaret Thatcher brought this mm-hmm. law in called Section 28, which banned the promotion of homosexuality in schools, right? When I was 14 or 15, this law came in, banning the promotion of homosexuality in schools. And what this meant was that if you mentioned in a lesson that a character... You see, people were so worried about what the promotion of homosexuality meant that they were scared to even acknowledge the existence Mm -hmm. of homosexuality. So if you had um, uh, a writer of a play that you were studying at school, if that writer like Tennessee Williams happened to be gay, the teacher was too afraid to even tell the pupils that he was gay in case it was seen as promoting homosexuality. They would not only lose their jobs, they could be convicted because it was actually a a crime to do that, right? So when I was at school, just the existence of homosexuality wasn't acknowledged it was like it didn't exist mm-hmm. so the only time i ever heard it of it existing was the news because people were dying of aids or, mm-hmm. or this actor or that singer freddie mercury yeah, yeah. Hudson, liberace all these people so for me growing up it was a terrifying to be gay it was mm-hmm. awful it, it it meant you wouldn't have friends it meant you might die it was it was not good it was not good you know the idea of gay marriage wasn't even a concept nobody was even talking about mm-hmm. it the idea of, of of having kids in a gay club none of that existed as a concept mm-hmm. it wasn't even an idea so you know for me making people laugh meant that people didn't ask questions about why i didn't have a girlfriend yeah i think the law's done a complete 360 on its head hasn't it from from back in that day to yeah. now and i think it's the same with uh comedy as well yeah. how do you think your comedy from back then i.e little britain would be perceived in today's world. Well, I think we know how it's perceived. <laughs> you had, you had to, you had to apologise, didn't you? Well, we, or take it. Well, did Netflix take it? Down so I like it? this kind of comedy. Like, I think comedy is out there for everyone. Yeah. And I think if you go into a comedy show, you, you've kind of got to be prepared to be offended as well. Yeah. Even, that for me, that's what works for me in comedy. 
I think you know I've spoken about this um, in the in the past. Mm -hmm. I spoke about it uh, many years ago mm -hmm. and spoke of some regrets. Yeah. Um, I spoke of, about it again more recently. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, because it is a subject that you know, because some people are very upset yeah. about things that we do that we have done, um, out of respect to those people, I don't, I don't talk about it publicly. Oh yeah, because, that's fine. That's because fine. because I don't want to cause further upset mm -hmm. to people that were upset. Yeah. So I. No, that's I, fine. But I totally accept that there are different opinions, mm -hmm. all different opinions on yeah. this. I totally accept that some people feel very differently from other people. Yeah. And um, I respect everyone's opinion yeah. from wherever they come from on, on this subject. Um, and uh, But I don't... I, 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 uh, I see things differently now yeah. uh, to how we did. And... Um, you know, and and mm -hmm. things have changed, and I respect that. Yeah. And uh, you know, the, the 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 show that me and David are going to try and develop will be di will be different in many ways. It'll be mm -hmm. so similar in some ways, but yeah. you know, we at the very beginning of the show of the creation, creation of the show, we are talking about how we can have diverse yeah. talent on screen and in the writers' room, yeah, yeah, yeah. and conceive it as something. That isn't just about me and David playing absolutely everyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and the show uh, that will be built into the show from the beginning, mm -hmm. which is which is something we should have done. Yeah. And didn't do back then, but we thing. were making those shows at the same time as many many other people who were doing what we were doing. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and had that approach. Mm -hmm. But what I don't, I, what I'm not going to sit here and do is say we should be making shows now the way we made them then of course i don't think we should yeah i think i think things are different and yeah. it's really important you know i i can't sit here and say you know it's really important that lgbt people have a voice it's really important that jewish people have a voice mm. and 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 but not think it's important that other people have a voice yeah, yeah. so totally. so you yeah. know i think that's I've, yeah i think i think that for me is is, is important i think um like my favorite comedian is dave Chappelle. yeah who is is has the same understanding. I think he's more in a space of we. He feels like he has to keep doing that because everybody is being cancelled, is being silenced, and there is still a voice, especially in America, of people that think certain ways and act certain ways. So it's still important to address those things. I think probably look at someone like Ricky Gervais as well. Would you probably put in that that same category? So we totally respect and, and thank you yeah. actually for answering the question. No, like it's that. okay. It's, it's okay. I just, I just, like I say, I don't get, I don't talk about it too directly because yeah, I, I respect course. that people yeah. have very strong feelings. Yeah, about yeah, it. yeah. And I think, you know, my, you know, my, I, I feel my job is to listen now mm -hmm. to what people feel about that stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not about talking. For me, it's about listening. So totally. yeah. I feel there's an answer that that's actually not shocked me, but it's like it's great to hear that the conversation has developed. I've done a lot of work personally around race and inclusion, but to hear yourself talk about how it's about listening to the other side, especially when I caught it with so much, come against so much resistance as you probably do with, with the same uh, topics that uh, are dear to your heart. 
it's nice to hear someone speak, and that's why I thank you, honestly, for, for me. I don't know, but I'm talking for myself. I don't, no, I don't think they're the other side. I don't think no. anyone is the other side. No, I yeah. think we are all on the same side. Of course, but you know, not everybody yeah. thinks like that, are they? Yeah. And especially in the decision-making. Anyway, let's go back to some, to some fun stuff. The one thing I did want to ask you, because it's quite obvious, you are, as I said to you earlier, you're like the, the new Benjamin Button, like you're ageing backwards. What was the... Uh, what was the, the decision around the weight loss? Oh, and if you I, could so have, I couldn't. I've got, I, I I've need got a bit project of... for you. If that's I what I was thinking. I couldn't fit on the screen. <laughs> I think I'm having the same trouble here. Yeah. He's <laughs> got the wide angle. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was in the Bake Off tent. I was eating so much. I was like, at some point, I'm going to walk out this tent. This tent's going to be. <laughs> I'm going to be wearing this tent. <laughs> I have have to do that. I think it's going to be like there's a tent. I'm be like Demis Roussos wearing one of those giant. (laughs) Like I don't know what he used to wear. Like a giant. Like what was behind it? Was it just a wake up one morning? No, it went one morning. It's like if you're if you're big. Yeah. Well, a couple of things. One is like most people who are big don't really want to be that size. Yeah. Most people don't want to be that size. Um, And most people who it's a bit like if you're a smoker, you think, well, I am a smoker. And obviously, every time I have a cigarette, I feel a bit better because I'm meeting the, you know, I get this craving, this addiction. But you know, at at the beginning, you don't, when you start smoking, you don't think you'll become addicted. And then when you are addicted, you think, well, I won't smoke forever. But actually something has, you have to do something and sort it out. Um, But with the weight, um, I think what happens is when you get, if you like your food and you just enjoy it. I mean, for me, I like, I just like, like, Sweets and crisps and junk all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, some people would disagree with that. (laughs) It's it's just I just sugar. Yeah, it's nice. And it is. It's nice. It's camera on. It's nice. (laughs) Bit of chocolate, lovely. What's your favourite chocolate? What's your go-to? That's like asking someone who's your favourite child. (laughs) (laughs) I have a favourite chocolate. I like, I, I well, I'm, I'm, I'm like Benetton, the world of chocolate, <laughs> chocolate of every colour. I love chocolate. I don't have a favourite. I no? Uh, no, I love them all. Oh, I've got a favourite. What's yours? yours? Kit Kat chunkies. Oh yeah, they're all right. Yeah. Do you I don't know why? Do you pick them in your tea like this fella? I don't do. I don't do chocolate in my tea. Uh, only, only biscuits. Oh yeah. I'd put, yeah, I put a hot yeah. in the tea. Yeah. yeah tea. I'm not a chocolate dipper. Well, the Chance. thing, the thing about weight is, is most big people would rather not be big, mm-hmm. right? Also, I think once you get a bit bigger and your metabolism actually changes, mm-hmm. right? Or non-existent. Well, it is, when people say, me and my brother, we eat the same meal and I put on and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. If you are somebody that has put on weight and lost weight and put on weight and lost weight, your metabolism is now different to the person that never got big. Yeah. And actually, the reality is you will keep putting on weight more easily than they will, right? Um, so it is, it's a battle for anybody who's big. Um, uh, but I just found that I was just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think the thing about weight is you don't have to pursue food mm. in order to get big. You can literally just be like, you're in a restaurant. You know, when I was, when I was a kid, Going to a restaurant was like a every four months or six months. Yeah, it was yeah. our birthday. Day, but yeah. now we fi- I find you, like 
Oh, yeah. you just you're with a friend, you go to Nando's, you just do this, you're yeah, there, yeah, yeah. And there's a Strada there, and I'll just, oh, there's a Wagamama over there, and should we meet for like, I feel yeah. we all go out m- more. Yeah, I mean, listen, not, not everybody does, yeah, and I respect that. Not everybody, that's not how everyone lives, but I yeah. think. I think the average person eats out a lot more now than they yeah. did 30 years oh, ago. Oh, 100%. And I think there are many, many more places to eat out mm-hmm. now. And also, oh, you know, you go and have sushi there and noodles mm-hmm. there and Mexican and pe- like It yeah. feels like the range of food is broadened yeah. as well. Yeah. And all of that, right? So, uh, and there's more cookery shows, baking, so mm-hmm. making more food. And I think what happens is you don't have to pursue food. You can just be like in a restaurant... Yeah, I'll have some chips. It says there's chips on the menu. Of course, you're not going to have a... If you're having a burger, you're going to have some chips, aren't you? So you sort of have that. And then comes at the end, would you like some dessert? Well, we'll look at the menu. We're not going to... I don't need dessert. You know what you want to see. They do a brownie, though. And then suddenly (laughs) you sort of... You're not going there to have that, but you go on then. All right, I'll have... Diet, you know, I'll have a full fat coat. Why not? Yeah. And you sort of do that while you're at work and you have some drinks. Yeah, yeah. Drink, but very often at all, but... Some people, oh, go on, we'll have some cocktails. Because there's a lot of calories in in, yeah, yeah. in drinks as well. And then, once you're big, you can put on a pound in a month. pound isn't that much, is it? It's not mm-hmm. it's a pound. You wouldn't no, you know, you yeah. notice. But that, over the course of a year, is 12 pounds. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then over the course of two on. years, is 24. And suddenly, you've put on two or three stone, and yeah. you're sort of putting on a stone a year. And you you get bigger and bigger and bigger. You mm-hmm. know, so it's just really hard for people it's yeah. really hard and um most of us now we wake up in the morning we what do we do we look at our phones we look at our instagram we look at people yes. who look better than how we think we look mm-hmm. and we feel oh my god and then we get anxious and we eat more or we smoke more or we drink yeah, more, yeah. Or we do mm-hmm. drugs or whatever the things are that people do whatever their things are lucky for me not drugs not drink not smoking they're just not my things yeah but you know but food yes but but also, you know, my dad was 52 mm. and he actually wasn't overweight, but he had been a bit overweight earlier in his life. But he wasn't overweight, but he had a heart attack and dropped down dead. His well, dad was 56. He was overweight and he and he uh, and he died at 56, you know, and I looked and it was like I wanted to do something about it. And and um, COVID came and mm. I saw that a large proportion of people who were dying from COVID were men mm-hmm. and they were large, Yeah, you know, and so I just had to do something about it. Right. How did you get into it? Was it more through diet or exercise? It's or a just bit of, bit all of different things. It's all different things. And it's, it's, you know, there's, there's, and there's loads of things people can do. There's surgical solutions now, mm-hmm. and there's now, um, people can have injections that uh, help fat, fat dissolving in all sorts of things yeah. and there's all sorts yeah. of things and so i say you know for people some people it's fitness yeah for some people it's diet for some people it's surgery it's all different things for all different people and so i i don't think there is any one way of doing it i don't Agreed. think it's like saying oh this is how you do it because mm-hmm. i think all different people have all different things some people love to listen to an audio book and go for a run. Some people, everyone's got, people love the yeah, gym. Some people yeah. hate the gym, all of that. So I just think people should open their minds that there are many, many different treatments mm, um, yeah. and people should look at what's the best thing for their lifestyle. Because people say, oh, you've got to change your lifestyle. And that's what scares people. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, I don't want to get up at five in the morning. And go yeah, to the gym. Yeah. I don't want to do that. But some people do, some people don't. 
there are many, many different ways. People should go and talk to their doctors yeah, and say, definitely. what is the best for me? I don't want to preach to people. I don't feel like we attacked Arsenal enough. Oh, you can. I won't say attacked. Bring it. Like, we went into that. Kind of attacked. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not even going to edit that. We're actually bring it. No, um, yeah, we spoke earlier a little bit about Arsenal. Yeah. And obviously the, the, the good win. Was you at the game or was you working? I wasn't there. I was actually, I was I was working on Sunday. Yeah. So I, um, and it had already been booked in. So I missed the first half an hour. Okay. But I didn't know the score. And then I and then I watched it and I saw we were 1-0 up. Um, I say we because I'm left back, obviously. <laughs> and, um, and then, uh, and then Arsenal went 2-0 up and then I saw the first goal in half yeah. time. What, what do yeah. you feel to the, uh, well, obviously the improvements of Mikel Arteta. Are yeah, clearly I think this is a a team with cojones. I feel <laughs> you're not going to let me let that. No, it's no, never. No, you gotta drop it money. was it was a one time comment about a one game, which might I add, I wasn't wrong. Would you say as an Arsenal, was no, I wrong at that time? The reason the reason that struck to the core mm-hmm. was because you were absolutely right. Okay, and that's why it hurt. Because okay. when somebody tells you something and it's not truth. true, yeah. you just go, you're an idiot. But when yeah. someone tells you a home truth and you go, oh, my God, you've said it. No, And and, and to come from another footballer yeah, yeah. who's just – also, your team would not have been expected to win that match. No, no, no. But you no. won it fair and square. You and we were one nil down. Yeah, you were far and away the better team. And, um, and, and there were – you know, there was something wrong with that club for a long time, Arsenal. Mm-hmm. And, and – you you know when you hear it, it just it hurts you because you know it's true. Yeah. And um, but no, I'm not going to let you forget it. <laughs> I don't think anyone is. No, no, no. So, look, I, I don't want to be too cocky. No. Uh, today, yeah, Arsenal are top of the league. Yeah. But you know they've st- they've got to play Man United on the weekend. Yeah. They've still got to play Man City twice, twice. in the league yeah. and in the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. So you know, let's see. At the beginning of the season. I thought it would be amazing if Arsenal get top four. There's no big six anymore. There's now a big seven. Yeah. That's it. Agreed. Agreed. That's it. That's it. Big six is gone. Big seven now. And there's four Champions League places. And Arsenal haven't been in the Champions League since, I think, 2017 or something like that. Yeah. So um, it's not a given mm-hmm. that Arsenal would be in the Champions League. They spend money, but mm-hmm. they don't spend as much as Man City or Man no. United or Chelsea. Yeah. Um, they haven't done as well as Tottenham in recent seasons. Mm-hmm. They don't spend as much as Newcastle, I think, are now spending. Yeah, or are about to start spending. Yeah. Um, they spend more than Liverpool. But then I feel like Forest Green Rovers spend more than Liverpool. <laughs> so, so, you know, you wouldn't have... I think before the season started, nobody yeah. would have said out of those seven teams vying for those four places that Arsenal yeah. were a shoe in. But now, you know... Now, obviously, people, they're eight points ahead of the top of the league. So people are talking about Arsenal are now the team to beat. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though Man City, you know, people say, oh, well, you know, it's easier for Arsenal because Man City are not what they were. But actually, yeah. Arsenal yeah, have only lost one game mm-hmm. this season and they haven't played Man City yet. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of irrelevant mm-hmm. what anyone else is doing. They, what is relevant to Arsenal is the fact that Arsenal. You can only play who, who you're drawn against. Mm-hmm. They've only lost one game. A game, actually, against Man United, which they were genuinely unlucky to lose. Yeah. But they did lose it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still feel... The other thing is that Arsenal have not yet played half of their games. 
Mm-hmm. They played. Yeah. Another, I think they've played 18 games. They have another 20 games to go. Yeah. So I'm not going to get too cocky. I still maintain if Arsenal finish this season with a Champions League place, Could this season a, this season is a success yeah. for Arsenal. Here's a question for Matt, the left back. <laughs> I'm a terrible <laughs> footballer, by the way. Would you Would you invest in a striker this window? Yes. Yeah. I would. Any preference? Because I would. I, I really like Eddie Nketiah, mm-hmm. but if he gets an injury. We're we're in, got, we're in trouble, yeah. yeah. And we and we, and it's cold, and I think you get more injuries yeah. in this weather. Cold, yeah. Definitely. And the games are coming thick and fast, and they're big matches. Like mm-hmm. I say, we're playing. You know, over the next few weeks, we're playing Man United, Man City twice, yeah. and again in the cup. That's a lot on Nketiah. That's yeah. a lot on any one player. Agreed. Um, who I think that guy Mudrick is no. Um, <laughs> uh, Arsenal fans were sore about. Oh, Chelsea, I feel like my wife left me. <laughs> I'm not even straight. <laughs> no, he was flirting for a long time. I'm, about, I'm not happy about that. No? No, I'm not happy about that. But then, who knows? The, the, that guy, um, is he called uh, Vlahovic? Yeah. How do you pronounce it? Vlahovic. Yeah. Vlahovic. That's the guy I'd like to see Arsenal. Yeah. He went to Juventus. I was that Fiorentina? Yeah, yeah, he went to yeah, Juventus. Yeah, we missed out on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... There's a feeling that we could go back in for him if we've got that kind of money that they were willing to yeah. spend on Mudrick. I'd go for him. I think he looks really good. I, know, um, I, I think that would be the big thing with Arteta now because he got rid of the egos, the Aubameyangs, the Lacazettes. It'll be if he can go and get a big money signing and get said person to buy in the way that a Pep does at Man City, the way that... Uh, um, Klopp does at Liverpool. So you know, they're big, the big players who can now run. You still have to run. Mm. You're not... You are the main man, but it's all about all of us. You're not going to play every game. Yeah. Whether that... If he can do that... If he can do that to, to the next level, then I say Arsenal will be in the top four for the next 10 years. As wow. long as he's there. But you don't know... Yes. Yeah. But you don't know... You know, there's, there's talk about Qatar money possibly coming in at Tottenham. Yes. You don't yeah. know... You don't know of what... Course. You don't, you don't know, like, but you might get a new owner at Villa. Who might, yeah. I mean, Villa have got rich they got owners, but they money, might yeah. just say, we're now going to spend. You might get new owners at West Ham. You might yeah. get new owners at any of these other clubs. You might get, you know, Sheffield Wednesday is a huge club. Well, yeah, yeah. Newcastle might come out of the blue. I but think, I think, yeah, Newcastle. I think, like, I think what's been evident, sorry to cut you, what I think has been evident, though, is is the coaching ability Yeah, is, is massive. So yeah. Man United are massive players. They've mm-hmm. had to strip that, and now, now the manager's been found. And this is the one we're going to go with. He's think, good, Tenard. Yeah, I think you yeah, found. Really I think you found your manager. I think you found an identity that works not only with the fan base but with on the pitch. Chelsea are struggling now. Chelsea are spending left, right, and centre, but the manager's not working. I, I, I think it's about who can coach and who can demand the respect of the players without it being a who's got the bigger nuts, who who's the bigger man. It's just we're all on a level, but I'm the manager and I'm just a little bit above you because. We're doing that, and this is the way we're going to do it. Who would you bring in to Arsenal as a striker, Troy Deeney? No, I was going to ask you actually. If you if you had one striker from the past, any Arsenal player at any time, who would it be? You could you, we could bring them in their prime and drop them into what, into the team into the right team now? right now. Who would it be? Oh man, do you know? Obviously, Thierry Henry was extraordinary. Yeah, and it was like watching ballet. Yeah, but he mm-hmm. did. He liked it, everything to happen around him. Yeah. 
that's not a criticism. It's just no, no. how, yeah. you know. And so into this team, I obviously loved Omri, loved Ian Wright. Oh, man. Should I throw a few names? Yeah, go on. Burkham? I don't think I need a Burkham. Ozil? No, I, I wouldn't. Sanchez. I think Odegaard's sort of doing a bit of that mm-hmm. work right now. Yeah. I think he... Sanchez. Do you know the one who I would say? Go on. Ashley Cole. Oh, but I thought you said a forward. But no, no, just a general. general. Just a oh, general, okay. sorry. Just sorry just just general. Oh, just no, no. front. No, no I think Ashley okay Cole. Left back. No, no, but... No, no. Ashley Cole Zinchenko. at Arsenal. It was a huge was mistake. It was a huge, a huge yeah, mistake. He was, His career was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It was a huge mistake getting rid of him mm-hmm. over that small amount of money. It was, yeah. a, it was. A, I mean, I, I'm not privy to those conversations, yeah. but especially to Chelsea as well. That must hurt. Yeah. I mean, he was like, I mean, plays in a different position on the pitch, but like the way we look at Saka now. Yes, looking at yeah, 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 yeah. In that, in terms Young of influence, yeah. in yeah. terms of potential, yes. quality. Everything, yeah. work, work rate, everything. Um, God, who would I take? Well, you know what? Growing up, I idolised David Rowcastle. Oh, wow. David yeah. Rowcastle was a wonderful player. He, he never played in a team of artists. Mm-hmm. You know, he played with, with great players, mm-hmm. but he played in a, in a George Graham team. Yeah, yeah. Well, like. Yeah. Yeah. Really great, exciting, but not, with, you know, not... The silky well, skills. Who's the one nil? Yeah. yeah so I'd, yeah. I'd like to see one nil and a little bit. Yeah. If I could bring, yeah. Very effective. Yeah. If yeah. I could, if I could see any player from the past back at Arsenal, I would pick David Rowcastle. That's yeah. great. That's How about you? I know you love Arsenal, so. <laughs> but Joe, you know, I like football. the style of Arsenal. I just dislike Arsenal. As a but you don't like you don't like Arsenal fans who are just yeah, sure. glory hunters who came yeah, in like, exactly yes. that, yeah. actual people. As, I mean, as, my, yeah. you know football, I enjoy Arsenal. watching Arsenal. I'm an Arsenal fan because my father, when he was 14, uh, went over the handlebars on his push bike, and he bashed up his leg badly, and he had to have surgery on his leg. And the surgeon who operated on his leg was also surgeon to the Arsenal team. This is in the late 50s. Oh, wow. And while my dad was recovering, he used to give my dad tickets to go and watch. Arsenal play and so my dad became an Arsenal fan like that when he was 15 passed it down to my brother and me so if Arsenal were in were non-league I would still be an Arsenal fan like that's I just that's my family club you spoke you spoke a little bit about there was a there was a time period wasn't there for about I want to say five to eight years where it was quite toxic at Arsenal yeah and again my comment probably didn't help but no, but your comment did help, genuinely, yeah. because because you, you the worst thing you can do when you've got a problem is not to talk about it and not to mm-hmm. identify it. You, yeah. you, you, you didn't have an agenda. You could just say, well, they're just easy to play against. Yeah. We needed to hear that. And I thought um, in that time frame, there was the development of Arsenal Fan TV and some things of that got a bit... Because I think, it, A, it's good entertainment for the casual fan. But there was sometimes it got a little bit toxic and a little bit over the top. For the purist, I'm yeah, sure you, wouldn't like it. Do you think that's now removed? And the reason I ask that is because at Birmingham, we've had the same thing over yeah. with a decade of false promises and things not working out. And there's just this undercurrent. When you have a little wobble and like lose three on the bounce, it just rears its head again, that, that negative connotation attached to the club. Is there a fear that that might happen? Not necessarily Arsenal Fun TV, just... 
with the Arsenal crowd in general. If what that they might turn. If you, yeah, if you had a, if you went Man United loss, Man City loss in the league, and then lost the FA Cup, would that now be that little wobble of what's going on here? We're not as good as we think. Um, or you think you passed that? From me personally, yeah, no. no. I think there's I think there's there's one thing that happened right. Uh, which was all or nothing. Yes. And, and what people saw with all or nothing is they saw the passion mm-hmm. and they saw, you know, when, when people talk about, um, I don't, you know, it, it, the, the thing that football fans hate is a lack of passion. Mm-hmm. So you can, you know, Leeds, Leeds mm-hmm. see their team not doing very well, right? Mm-hmm. Week in, week out, and fairly, yeah. fairly often. But they, but there's there's a kind of passion associated with those yeah. players, right? And um, you know, as a footballer, that that's the thing you get criticised for is you you look like you didn't care, yeah, right when yeah. you lose. Yeah. You also know that when you go out there and give your best, even if you don't win, mm-hmm. if you give your best, the fans do appreciate that. Yeah. So when you talk about what will the response be if Arsenal lose, it depends how Arsenal lose those three yeah. games if yeah. if they were to lose them. If they, if they're, you know, you know, one of the greatest experiences as an Arsenal fan last season was watching Arsenal lose actually to Man City because they destroyed Man City and then they had a bit of bad luck and they ended up losing the match. And fair enough. But it was a, it was a pivotal moment Mm -hmm. for many Arsenal fans because they saw the passion. They saw what that game meant to the players. Right. So if you see your team fighting, and you lose, I think you don't turn against the club. And, and mm-hmm. what All or Nothing did was it showed Arsenal fans that this is a manager who really cares. Yeah. You see him losing his voice because he's given, he gives everything. Sure, yeah. Yeah. He gives absolutely everything. And that, uh, the relationship between Arteta and the fans changed mm-hmm. when they saw All or Nothing. It's different. Right. It, feels, it feels like we're all united now. Yeah, yeah. The, touching on the United thing, and it's as in the clubs united. I find that, you see, with the you've had a lot of negative press with how Arteta is, how the, how the squad is, mm-hmm. and how they sort of moan like Arteta's antics on the sideline. And yeah, yeah. Little things with the players. I think that's perfect because they've got that mentality now where it's us against everyone. Yeah, there's and a bit, I think that works. Liverpool, that worked very well for Liverpool. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, often fans of other clubs look at Klopp and he's very demonstrative mm-hmm. and you get annoyed about that. But it's it's nonsense. I mean, um, Conte can be demonstrative at times. Mm-hmm. Mourinho was. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean... You need the characters. Yeah, Some small margins quite, that you need to get yeah, yeah. to instill into the players. Like Richard Keyes gets annoyed with. With, yeah, yeah. Um, but then get to with Richard Keys. I think it? Richard Keys is is sort of in the backwaters, and he's yeah, trying yeah. to make a note. He's trying to get himself in yeah. talked about and in yeah, the headlines. Yeah. So he says Rejuvenate. things that are provocative. Simon Jordan does the same on Talksport. You know, yeah. he'll say something for for clicks and yeah. you know, very. But I love it. I I listen to Simon Jordan. I love yeah, I love yeah. Simon Jordan. It's great. But I don't always agree with him. But yeah. I don't always believe that he's believes what he's saying either. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, think, I don't always. I think, I think there's a lot of people that say things just for the clicks. Yeah, especially. Yeah. So that's what a lot of Arsenal fan TV is, and, and yeah. maybe so. It's, you're saying there's like Birmingham. What's it called? Birmingham fan TV. No, no. We, we, unfortunately, we just get it from everyone because we live fans. in the city, and you might go 
shopping, you might take the kids to the park, whatever it might be. That it's just if you what if you haven't yeah. had a good performance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I remember I used to. You know, I'm a mate of Theo Walcott's, and yeah. I remember uh, being with him, and we popped into a petrol station, and like. He was literally just giving me a lift home and the guy like the petrol station was giving him a really hard time because they'd lost the day before. And I just thought, I'll leave him alone. He's just coming to fill his car. He's not. He's only a little kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, I don't know, he's like 22 or something. Mm -hmm. I'll leave him alone. I feel like he's never aged. Yeah. Sorry. I feel like Phil Walcott's never aged. No. Yeah, no, he's a pro- he's like a man now. He's like yeah. wise. Yeah. He's the wise old man of Southampton now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but um uh I watched uh, um you know the things that are happening at Everton mm-hmm. are it's really tough, you know. Yes. And, and it doesn't help that Liverpool won the league recently. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't help, you know. And and but uh Anthony Gordon being confronted, he's 21, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Like the videos of today, same with Yerry Mina as well. Yeah. There's a kid, Yerry Mina's kids were in the car. It's, yeah. it's, it's um, but but I do, but I do sympathise with the frustrations of the fans as well. Oh, just but, in them the right way, isn't but it? But then there's there's frustrations of fans, and there's what's happened with Ramsdale. Yes, and, so, it, and it and it, it yeah. just it just becomes silly. And it becomes dangerous. Did you ever get? Has anyone ever like invaded no, the pitch when you were I, I was at the game when Grealish got punched. Yeah, Jack Grealish yeah, got absolutely. punched. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Social media now, people yeah. have a voice. Yes. Okay. And and what that does is it, it sort of encourages people to to speak. Yeah. Because because they sometimes you'll send a tweet to a celebrity and the celebrity will say yeah. reply and you yeah. feel you can be heard. And so there is, you know, there was a kind of with just television in the past, mm-hmm. you watching football on TV or you watching comedy there was a sort of passivity about the viewer that mm. you were sort of there were two or three channels four channels five channels this is what was on and yeah. you watched it and you, you yeah. ate what you were given in terms of yes yeah. tv and sport now it's it's different you 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 have many many more things you can do with your time yeah you know so you you, you many more things you can watch many more yeah. activities you can do and and you can't um as footballers, I don't think you can assume that your fans are going to come with you in the same way anymore. I think there's no. other there's other things they can be doing. You know, kids, kids. If they, the football's boring, they'll turn the football off and they'll start playing FIFA themselves instead. Mm-hmm. They'll think they're better than you. And I, they'll, they'll prove it by playing the. I FIFA know. Game. I know footballers that don't watch full games. They'll watch highlights. Mm. They'll watch two to three minute highlights of every game yeah. and say, "I watched that game." How? Because. I could make a two-minute video clip where I look bloody good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the other eighty minutes of that game, I was awful. Yeah. So it's 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 a new way. It's a new way of uh, consuming the food and uh, say food at the football and the way you, the intelligence of it. But I just think with fans at the moment, it's becoming. Do you feel intimidated by it? Ever? No, I, I feel like it, it, it's going to get to a stage where something silly happens. Yeah. Someone's going to get someone's going to get. So, yeah, I really do. I mean, I, really the, do. I mean, the 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 you know, people are trying to go well. You know, Aaron Rams, Aaron Ramsdale gave it back to the. I mean, Aaron Ramsdale was being baited, yes, viciously by by fans of a rival team, which is what yeah. happens to goalkeepers every, all around the country every yeah. week. I don't think he's done a wrong at all. Why would you not celebrate a victory? But, That's what. But the, the problem what I have with it, and, and funny enough, I had this last night, and I was it was only at Forest Green, and it was it was mild in that. But a fan can say whatever they want to call you, whatever name, and there's some atrocious things that get said at mm-hmm. all. If you as player 
say, do, yeah. hate back. You apparently, and I think Jim White said it, should Ramsdale have took the high road? No chance. Wait, if you've in a, I've been at Arsenal, we lost at 60, I missed a penalty against uh, Petr Cech saved it. wonderful. Yeah, and I had 60,000, probably you yeah, just yeah. needed it away, yeah, like yeah. orchestrated it. Wonderful. Dee Dee knew what's the score. Yeah. Now, if I make the cojones comment, I have to expect that yeah. that's coming back. Yeah. But at the same time, if I... But nobody was a, nobody came on and... No, no, no. But, and then, but then now there's a, there's a respect because I gave you some, you yeah, gave me some. Exactly. Now all of a sudden it's, I can give you some, how dare you give me some. Yeah. yeah. And him kissing the badge, is that, did that offend you someone so much he had to run down the stairs and kick him in the back? It, it, it's just changed, hasn't it? Where I, it was... think, I think the thing is, the idea that anything that Aaron Ramsdale did in celebration would justify somebody yeah. actually going to kick <laughs> Is insane. Yeah. It's insane. You know, uh, yeah, there was a bit of showboating from, but no, from, from Martinelli. There was, you know, there was, it's, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, Richarlison was, was just, just bad. bad. Was, yeah, well, if I think it was worse. worse. He was yeah. having a go at, yeah. uh, at Tomiyasu. He was, yeah. he was starting it with Ramsdale. There was all that going on. But mm-hmm. fine, that's what goes on. But for a fan to... It's quite weird looking at that footage of the fan afterwards. Yeah. I've looked at the extended footage. Yeah, when he goes yeah, back he goes up the back stairs. Joseph Watts, yeah. And what's really... what's really, You know, I, I, try, I try and look at things from a kind of comedic lens. Yeah. And the interesting thing, which is <laughs> it's quite funny to me, is he he's obviously... He's, he's, wearing the, he's wearing the scarf over his face. Yeah. He's got like a mask uh, uh, before, you know, when he, yeah, when, when he it, attacks... Yeah. Yeah. Ramsdale. So consequently, he's thinking if I pull the mask down, nobody will realise I'm that guy. But then what's also going through his mind is now I've got my mask down, everyone can see my face. And you can just watch him in the footage, sort of putting it up, taking it down, because he doesn't he's not sure what to do because he hasn't really thought it through. Yeah. Um Do you know when you've got them crime programmes and crime watch. The, the the ones where they think they're never gonna get caught oh, yeah. do something yeah. silly. Yeah, it's yeah. like one of them, it's like Okay, well, you didn't walk into the ground with your with your scarf over your face. You didn't yeah. sit there for ninety minutes with it. Yeah, and then also, when you're leaving, you've took it down. At what point don't you think you're going to get caught? Yeah, really. But I know it's on Sky. Yeah. It's Arsenal Spur. <laughs> I mean, the camera. It's how many like... cameras are in that ground? <laughs> yeah, but you're also... not going to say, "Oh, sorry, the cameras weren't working. We didn't get it on yeah. CCTV." Yeah. Well, you only done it for that bit. Well, we back in the day, we should take the, the uh, VCR out. And just yeah, put yeah, it. yeah. It's gone. There is no footage. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, so I don't know, but I also think world. I think what he did was really wrong. Yeah. He's going to court. Yeah. I I hope he doesn't go to prison. I yeah, don't, I don't. I, I hope he doesn't. I hope, or if he yeah, does, yeah. I hope he goes for a week. I don't. Yeah, I'm not like throw the book at him. Mm. He's 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 made a silly mistake. Yeah, and he, what he's done is wrong. What he's done is wrong, and he'll probably get 160 hours community service or something mm. like that. And I don't know. You may have a different opinion. I, I you do may say lock him up. Lock no, him up. No, no. I think I feel I think, like I think he's is, probably sitting there right now going. Oh, I'm such. Do you know? An idiot. Do you know what? I, I, want, I, want, I want. I want. And I never really advocate for punishments, but I think I feel like. It needs to be something that lasts longer than the community service. So whether that be a stadium ban, well, he'll get a stadium ban. I mean, that but I mean, get... I mean everywhere. So like yeah, Spurs aren't on, so I was going to watch Stevenage. Like, That's not going to happen. You know, something like that. But mm-hmm. I, um, but I do feel it. Like, I think what would you want him to go to prison? No, I would, I've, I've been to prison. I wouldn't want anyone to go to prison. Um, I feel like what where I'm at with it is, you know, we were talking about um, it could potentially get worse. It does. It needs to do something. And you touched on it actually with Theo. A footballer 
Ramsdale goes home. He might be embarrassed. He might be fuming. He might have actually hurt. We don't know. Yeah. Why should Aaron have to go home and deal with that and the person who kicked him just gets some community service yeah. to do on a Sunday? So I want something that makes him feel a small percentage of what the the person you've hurt. Well, I think the, you know what I mean? the, solution, that... the solution to that then is to not ban him and make him go and watch Tottenham for the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs> Every Tottenham game. <laughs> Yeah, well, there you go. You, you hit it on the head. You, did you speak um, about the Bake Off coming to an end? And I'm very conscious of time, so I'll, we'll wrap this up quickly. What what made you get into the Bake Off? Because it's very left field from your normal line of work. Yeah, it was weird. I never saw the show beforehand. Yeah. Uh, I'd never seen it. And um, Are you a baker? You're not really. Not no? massively, no. If um, it's chocolate, yeah. I'm a chocolate. <laughs> um, and they were just looking for a new host. And it just came around at a time when I thought I'd been living in L.A. for seven years and I, and I was just thinking, and I just sold my house there. I was thinking I'm going to come back and spend a bit more time with my family and friends. And then they were looking for a new host and I was asked, you know, they're interested in you. And I said, oh, I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. And they said, um, would you would you watch it? So I watched a couple of episodes. I was like, this is great, but I don't want to host a TV show. But thank you. Thank you. I'm really grateful. And then my agent said, look, why don't you just go for the interview audition Mm -hmm. thing? Because at least you'll meet this production company that makes lots of shows and you've never done, you haven't really done anything for Channel 4. So let them, you know, just go along with it. You don't have to do the job. So I was like, all right, fine. Anyway, I went along with it. I got the job. And then I was like, Oh, okay. And then it just kind of happened that it was exactly when the pandemic was. Oh, yeah. And it was the perfect pandemic job. It was Mm -hmm. great. Um, And I did it and it was fun. And I had a great time with Noel and I had a great time with Paul and Prue. And the bakers were lovely. Mm -hmm. And I learned a bit about baking. Mm -hmm. And... um, You seem really happy about how much you learned about baking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so I did that and I did 51 episodes and now it's time for someone else to do it. Yeah. yeah it was great. I'm now um, doing Fantasy Football League. Yeah. Which is, which is seven, eight months of my year. Okay. Um, and it's something I really feel passionate about because I absolutely love football. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a comedy show. Yeah. And we do it, most of it, in front of a live audience. I think it probably utilises what I have better yeah. yes yeah. the bake-off and um also it means i now have time to to develop something with david walliams again because mm-hmm. i think it's time for us to do that as i've mentioned to you and also i've written a short novel which i'm turning into a, a musical mm-hmm. and that is the thing that gives me so much joy mm-hmm. and i now have time to do that and actually when the book comes out in october um we're going to have it so that as you read the book, there are QR codes throughout the book. And when you click your tablet or phone on the QR codes, you can hear the song that I've written. So, and there's going to be, I don't know, 15, 20 songs in there, something Mm -hmm. like that. And, um, but that's good. I'm basically going to record a double album now. So, so again, I just need the time. So I just, I run out of time. Yeah. So not doing the Bake Off means I have time to, do some writing with David. Yeah. It means I have some time to record my music mm-hmm. as well as fancy football league. And I think finally for that 
because the final question is, what do you have in the works? We've just touched on that. Told you, yeah. Could, could you just give us a little brief insight to what the the writing process is like with you and David? Like, is it you two in a dark room figuring it out, or is it very elaborate and well, loads of different ideas? Yeah. So, so traditionally, it has just been the two of us mm. from ten till four thirty or ten till five, just writing. I think now that I have Fancy Football League and these other things. David writes four books a year. Mm. Um, we're going to open this process up and involve some other people in a way that we haven't done before. Okay. And maybe have a possibly have a writer's room, things okay. like that, like they do in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that'll be really good because I think it'll get other other voices in there mm-hmm. and they'll come up with stuff that we couldn't have come up with. Yeah, yeah. But I think probably the first episode of the show, um, and we haven't sold the show yet, we haven't pitched it, so mm-hmm. it might be that nobody wants to make it, but... If it does get made, I think we will write the first episode, just the two of us, like old times. Yeah. Just yeah. the two of us sat there making each other laugh. And then after that, we'll we'll try and involve people in a way that we didn't necessarily in our previous shows. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is a case of coming to the room with a handful of ideas that day. Mm-hmm. We've already decided what the show is. Mm-hmm. We've already worked out what that what what the concept of the show is. Yeah. But come always always coming in with an idea. You yeah. can't just walk in. You've always yeah. got to have something to go, oh, I had this thought last night that we could do this or this mm-hmm. character could do that or how about a storyline where this happens? So you always bring something to the table. Yeah. And when you're writing, you never just go, nah, to the other person. Yeah. You've got to go, I don't know that, but what if? Yeah, so you so can you, better the idea. You mm. can't just go, no. You never go, no. You yeah. know, it's always, yes, and, or yes, but. You mm. can't, you know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah, to, yeah. You can't just... Let somebody it. give you something and then just yeah wash it away. Yeah. Well, it's been remarkable. Oh, thank well, you. bless you. That's thank you for really kind uh, of you. I feel you you could big me up even more, but if you want to leave it at remarkable, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> no, we we genuinely appreciate your time. We know you are My extremely pleasure. busy, and for everyone that's watching, this is and has been Matt Lucas. Thank you. Please like, subscribe, click the buttons. You know what to do. Thank you once again. When you say like, click, subscribe, in the theatre we say tickets available at all prices. It's basically the same thing, isn't it? We'll drop that one in there as well. Yeah, but we can't sell anything, so thank you, mate. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Wonderful chat.